You're listening to Garibaldi Red, a Nottingham Forest podcast brought to you by Nottinghamshire Live. Hello, welcome to a Saturday Night Garibaldi Red uh, from the Nottinghamshire Live. My name is Matt Davis, hosting as normal, and we're here to discuss another Forest win, a first home win of the season after Forest beat Blackpool 2-1 at the City Ground. I forgot the score then. Uh, that's a good start. <laughs> Joined today by the perfect man, first of all, for a podcast where you need some optimism and everyone's feeling upbeat. Uh, joined by Greg Mitchell from Forza Garibaldi. Greg, you well? Yeah, excellent. I mean, you don't need me when everyone's feeling the same, though, do you? No, well, you're always welcome. <laughs> don't worry. Just add, add to the optimism. And also joined today returning to the podcast, a friend of the show, in Michael Temple. Temps, are you well? I feel great. Four days at a beer festival and a forest win on <laughs> top of the world. Four man. days? What, you did all four? Well, in a, in a kind of semi-professional capacity. Um, and yeah, and a bit of... Uh, a bit of swilling as well. But yeah, I was there from the, the very start. I've just ducked out a little bit early at the end. Going to miss the, the bitter end. But yeah, great forest performance and um, yeah, really good week for me. Well, I do, I, you know, I, there's not many times when I could say I wish I was there. But it sounds like today I wish I was there. Because as I was saying before we started recording this, I took my son to see the Paw Patrol movie and slept through the whole thing and then woke up to see the much of the forest score. Yeah, it's not one for adults, the Paw Patrol movie, obviously. So, forest, most importantly. Uh, um, Greg, what was it like just in terms of, we'll get into the nitty-gritty of the game, but in terms of the, the atmosphere and just the kind of feeling the Forrester back in a sense did it feel like that I, I felt like it was the first game of the season pure optimism just waiting thinking we're going to win today telling people we're going to win today and then all of a sudden like thinking oh god have we gone too too confident here because the form obviously shows that we shouldn't have been and it just went exactly how we expected it really the players that needed to play well played well you know, I'm running out of like these Ryan Yates haters. I don't know what they're going to be saying now because he was excellent today. And uh, yeah, Colback superb. It was just a, it was a good game. Blackpool gave as good as they got. I thought Gabriel was excellent for them. It's a shame we've lost him. But it was one of those games we had to win and 13 points out of 15. Cancel the playoff hotel. <laughs> it's uh, yeah, exciting. Yeah, well, we'll get onto the yeah, we'll get onto the trajectory of, of the team in a minute. I mean, Tempt you watch from um, was it Brian Clough Lowe? You said I can't remember, but you, you had a good vantage point for it all. Is it? Did it feel different? Just in terms of, did you believe Forest were just going to win the game or or not? Yeah, I think it could have been four or five. But Greg said in the preamble that they had a couple of good chances. But we had by far the better chances. We had the volume of the chances. I watched that dual um, first half. We were down in the, in the corner by the, the Blackpool fans who made a lot of noise, it has to be said. But yeah, front row seat for that. Gabriel, uh, Maxlow, Clash. And yeah, Gabriel was impressive on the ball. But I thought Maxlow came out on top of that battle. We'll talk about the goal later. But yeah, that boy can play. And I think we need to make moves to keep him in the ranks. He was a, a real standout for me today. In a sense, it's a bit mad that there was over 27,000 there. I mean, not many clubs would not win a home game all season, show the slightest flicker of form, and which we all have jumped on because, you know, we've been waiting so long for it. But to get 27,000 in, Greg, I mean, people will talk about a big club mentality in a minute, as Cooper's phrase, I notice, of the, of the week. But mm. it does show Forest are a big club, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, 27,956, 28,000, that is. 
Um, it just shows that, you know, looking further into the future, if something like this stand did happen, um, we could fill it. You know, we, we've got terrible form. You've already given us the stats about just how bad our form is at home. And we're, we're putting 28,000 people in the seats. And it also goes to show as well, like, what a, what a good away day Forrest is. Those Blackpool fans were excellent today and they sold out their end. And I'm not so sure they do sell out every away game. So it's a pull for away fans as well. Um, it was just a, It was just a really good game. I just really enjoyed it. I was so nervous with 10 minutes to go. Um, because I feel like we've got a lot to play for now. Uh, and I think the next home game, next Sunday, even though it's on Sky, I think it'll be a similar crowd again. It's interesting. I said about big club mentality temps. Cooper, I've heard him say that. The first thing he, the first his interview he did, he said it's a big club repeatedly in his press conference. And then he said it again today. Is that him, do you think, trying to inject a mentality into the players and give them a bit of, um, arrogance isn't that well arrogance might be the right word I mean arrogance is no bad thing is it what, what do you think he's doing there I think part of it's his method and I think part of it is a reaction to the kind of dourness and defensive mindset of the the previous regime he wants a, a line in the sand he's listened to the players he's heard from the fans he had a you know corporate event at the ground this week as well getting to know um, those that that you know support the club with uh, with, with time and money and I think it's those two things. He's a he's a motivator. He's a yeah. He's a he's a PR master, punching the air at the final whistle. You know, fans love to see that. But he's he's savvy enough as well to know that Forrest wanted a change in emphasis, a change of mindset. And yeah, my initial instinct is that this isn't new manager bounce. This is someone with um, his own method that's distinctly different from the the methods of the previous regime. And it's producing distinctly different results. Yeah, you've worked in PR. I mean, I work in one side of the fence. You work on the other in terms of the media. Can you give us an assessment of how Hewton uh, did very badly in PR, really. Uh, how Cooper's done in terms of, you know, getting fans together and saying it was his idea to meet them. And, you know, the punching the air thing's very Jurgen Klopp, isn't it? I don't know if he did that at Swansea or not. But if you were a PR coach for Steve Cooper, how would you be rating him so far? I'd say to carry on doing what he's doing. Look, he hasn't had the luxury of time, has he? He's kind of jumped into a squad that's already been assembled, um, a season that started really badly. Time was against him, so he needed to make impact quick. So he's, he's put the hours in. Um, from what we hear uh, on the grass a lot, the training ground, you know, he didn't bring the, the Swansea assistant with him. He brought um, Tate instead. Um, is, is assistant manager at Swansea, known for being on the grass and, you know, Cooper, the man going around having a word in the ear. He's been far more active. He's put in more time than a, typically a championship manager would on the on the pitch, getting in amongst it, whistling the mouth with the, with the boys. He's then realised as well, if he can have that new manager bounce, win a couple, say the right things, get some momentum going, and all of a sudden we're looking up rather than looking down. So, yeah, I think there's a there's a clear method there. He knows how these things play out, but it's not style over substance because there's been a marks change as well. So marks out of ten from the PR man, ten. There you go. <laughs> He's got the seal of approval. Um, we are live on Facebook, so I'll just prove it by saying um, different game plan in every game from David. This yeah, is. that's true. Uh, yeah, I was going to ask you about that, Greg. Because mm. obviously, I said. I'm not sure if I was on with you or not. Um, 
with Gary when I said De Forest need to play differently between being home and away uh, because obviously teams are going to sit in against them. You know when they're when Forest are the home team. I don't know if Blackpool did that or not, but did you see? Clever tactics from Cooper today. Yeah, because Blackpool were a busy team, but they also they were trying to slow it down from an early stage in the game, and we adapted to that. And I, I mean, what do you call them? Wing backs, like old school. They're both as good as each other. They're like they're so good on either side that it's such a danger for the opposition. Um, and we realised that down the wing straight away, and we adapted. And it was just Blackpool made it tough today. It wasn't the perfect performance from us, but we did. We kept adapting, and Colback and Yates in the first half was superb. I lo- like Colback for me would have been man of the match if he didn't go off early, whether he was like shattered or injured. Uh, but we just we just did a real solid performance, and it it could have been a few more goals, like I said earlier. But yeah, I, I'm I'm confident that. Like Bristol City, obviously, is going to be tough, but Fulham after. If we can get points out of these next two games, it's it's exciting. It really is. Who was your man of match tense? Because now Greg says Colback. I've seen people say Johnson. I've seen people say Graben, which is always the mark of a pretty decent performance mm. if you've got a few contenders. Who would you have voted for? Graben got it in the ground, didn't he? Even though he did miss a couple of chances, but his all-round play... Um, today was was different class. There was like some real finesse touches um, back end of the second half where he was um, yeah bringing others into play. So I thought he was he was truly excellent. Yeah, Colback um, in that kind of marshalling role had a real good game. Max Lowe had some real good flashes as well. Um, yeah, Brennan Brennan Johnson. I mean, how long are we going to keep hold of that boy? He's mm. lightning quick. He can finish his dinner. And yeah, he's got a kind of selflessness to him as well, hasn't he? Knows when to keep it, knows when to knows when to pass. So I'm going to agree with the the man of the match call. Um, Lewis Graben could have been man of the match and could have taken the match ball home today. Um, but let's hope he's happy enjoying his football and finding his form. He's certainly back in that nine role. I think he tried to convince Hooton briefly that it was a ten, which clearly isn't. Um, but yeah, top of the pitch, um, creating chances, dropping deep when he needs to, bringing others in. And yeah, there was a, there were signs today that maybe he can be the twenty goal man. Uh, that first goal uh, was pretty, you know, it's going to be up there for goal of the month probably as a contender. Joe Worrell turned into you know youthful Michael Dawson there, <laughs> pinging it out. He loves to try that Worrell. It doesn't always come off, but it looks good when it does. And obviously, um, Max Lowe, as we've said before, it's a great ball, and Brennan Johnson finishes it. And, you haven't seen many goals like that, have we, for a long time, Greg? I'm thinking all the way back to Fulham away for something that kind yeah. of dynamic. That, that's, I know it was a different goal, like Fulham away was all 11 players touched it, but it was so simple, so direct, and all three of the passes were perfect. Um, like, yeah, Joe Worrell's one of those floating balls that you're already, like, clapping it before it hits the uh, player's foot, and it was the perfect crossing from low. And again, it just shows what either of those full, those wing backs are going to do. They're dangerous, and the defenders aren't able to concentrate on one because the other's on the other side. But um, Brennan Johnson, like saying how good a player he is, I've got to the point now where I think this contract's important. Obviously, if we can sign him down, it'd be massive. But if we can't, he could be so important for us this season. We can't just sell him for a quick five million with a year left of his contract in January. I'd, I'd even be tempted to say let the contract run out because 
that player could be so important for us in the running, like the way we're going now, our form's going, that take the risk on him. If he's not going to sign the contract, don't sell him <laughs> at Christmas, whatever we do, and then keep... Because he just seems to get better and better. He's such a solid player for his age. Like He's not a big build, is he? But he's strong. He got injured earlier on. He looked like he had a right kick to the boot and he, he limped it off and then suddenly was involved in a real solid play again. So he's just so exciting for me and we can't let him go in the, at Christmas. We just cannot. Are we at the stage already, Temps, where the only time we only scenario where we see Brennan Johnson in a Forest shirt next season is if Forrester in the Premier League? He's that good, isn't he, I think? Yeah, look, Dane won't let him leave for free. It'll be new contract or sale for a fee. I mean, that's that's the reality of the model mm. that we're all trying to subscribe to now. I, I agree with Greg in the sense that I'd love to have him around for every game we possibly can. But yeah, look, he's uh, he's high up that scouting list at the you know the mid table prem sides. Um, maybe someone takes a punt now, loans him back for a year. Who knows? But um, I would be surprised if he started next season with us because he's developed so quickly. Bossed it in League One last last year, came back in, automatic starter. Seems right at home. How high can he go? Mm. Uh, interesting point here from Richard Ottaway about selling Johnson, which is probably a realistic scenario. Forest are going to find it very yeah. hard to buy Max Lowe, Jed Spence and Philip Zinkenegel. I think um, I read a piece that Sarah had done saying that there's no agreement for Lowe in place. There's no agreement for Spence in place. And I'm not sure about Zinkenegel. Uh, and I think there's the option to recall all three in January, which is a bit worrying, but probably unlikely. But that's a, a, a different thing. I mean, is a big is the top priority now? Do you think trying to entice low spencers in Canagle at least one or two of those to to come on permanent deals? Temps. Um, yeah, it'd be the the, the wing backs would be the priorities for me. While Zinganegel is a is a great player, I think uh, an alternative alternatives probably already exist within the squad. And I think alternatives would exist in the market. So they'll, they'll try there, but it won't be um, catastrophic if we can't secure Zinc and Agle permanently. That's no disrespect to him. I just think there's, there's a wealth of riches in that kind of um, you know, luxury player, attack-minded. Attack um, we've, got, we've got plenty of them. I think what we've seen from Spence and Lowe is, is quite unique. And if we want to play this system with boys that can defend, but can also beat a man, have you know extreme pace, and their delivery is really good as well. Um, that's a precious commodity, and mm. I think losing those boys would require us to to reshape a system which is working really well. So, really hope we can make a move to secure both of them um, for the rest of the season and even longer. Was it not quite Spence's day today, Greg? Obviously, Low has two assists. Was, was Spence no, at five the equaliser or not? Um, oh, to be honest, I, I, I wasn't really concentrating for that one. It was so early on in the second half, but <laughs> <laughs> I was still glad we're not playing back. <laughs> I think with the equaliser, I think like Samba calls that ball and catches it, danger goes away. The fact that the, the, the header was taken from underneath his chin caused all sorts of problems. It, it, it bounced in the box and um, yeah, they, they smash it home. But that, that was the error for me. There should have been a big, bold call from Samba and just cleared the lot out. So, yeah, that was, a, that was a tense few minutes, wasn't it, Greg? Thanks. Dig me out of that one. <laughs> <laughs> but then again, when we had that goal line scramble, I just cannot believe they didn't score that. So it was just, 
it was one of those games where it, they really could have got got something out of this game, Blackpool. They really could. Like we never put it to bed, but we were the better team. We did deserve the win. Uh, but I wouldn't like to say anyone on that pitch had a bad game today. I think they all played well. Uh, they all dug deep when they had to. You know, goal line scrambles, getting the goals, team goals. It, it was a it was an exciting game more than anything, and it just made me think ready for the next few games now. We're on a roll and we've got some real tough games coming up. Um, Forrest obviously responded very well. The thing I found interesting about the second goal to channel my inner Gary Bertels here was they had four or five men in the box and four men in around the six-yard box. And, you know, Graben shows that striker's instinct. Uh, where are we at with Graben? I think, are we back in kind of the Lamucci territory where we're all desperately hoping he doesn't get injured now? I really hope so. I think there's just there's just so much to be said for this shape with the back three, Worrell stepping into midfield, bringing the ball out, um, the wide men playing high when they need to, but working back as well. Um, but yeah, putting the ball away is um, has been a, the, the problem in the past, and a, a fit and firing grabbing does that better than anybody in the squad. I still think we need another striker for depth. Um, I don't think Lyle is. Um, a 20 goal man. Are we being a bit harsh there? I don't know. I mean, I agree, actually. I do agree. But he hasn't had the opportunity under Cooper. I mean, if I was Lyle Taylor, I'd probably turn around and say, well, you haven't seen me play in this team that's that's flying. And I am sceptical that he is a 20 goal man. But do we have to give him, if he gets that opportunity, do we have to, you know, give him a chance again now? Temps? Look, he he has to grab it, doesn't he? There'll Mm. There'll be a chance through rotation or injury or... Suspension, or otherwise, where he he comes in and has to be the the spearhead, and he has has to grab it. Like I'll be dancing on like everybody else if he if he does. Um, I just think he's flattered to deceive a little bit. And while you've got dominant uh, grabbing looking as he looks, rotation becomes a a bit more unappealing. If he's not scoring, you shuffle the deck and give him a go. But yeah, I think he's going to have to get used to life on the bench for a little while if if grabs can stay fit and inform. How important, Greg, do you think this win's going to go down as? I suspect if Forrest do do something this season, it's not one we'll particularly remember. Blackpool aren't a big draw necessarily, but Forrest needed that first home win and they've got some tricky games coming up and it does feel like they've got a lot of momentum now. If they'd lost today or even drawn, it would have felt like a backward step, wouldn't it? Yeah, and I think it's the first home game where it is truly co- uh, Cooper's set-up. So if we hadn't have won, we'd have been like, oh God, was it the new manager bounce like we were talking about earlier? But it clearly wasn't. He adapted. Uh, He did an excellent job today. And like we say, we've got some massive games. We've got some tough games coming up. Um, Going back to the grabbing situation, it does make you nervous if he gets injured. Because you feel like Johnson could be involved in, you know, either scoring or setting up 20 goals this season. But... We can't then rely on him to be the, the striker as well. And Taylor, he's got to be ready because he will get that call from now or between Christmas because Graben ain't getting any younger. He's not going to be able to play every single game. Uh, and until we can get another guy in in January or what have you, Taylor's got to be that man as well, ready to go. And I think he can be. He proved it at Charlton. Uh, it's just not happened with us yet. But we've had players like that when they suddenly do come good. And I think he can. He's got the skills. Uh, would Johnson be the next in line temps to play as a number nine? What would you do? If Grab, no, say Grabben needs a rest, what would you do? 
I would stick Lyle Taylor in there because I think Brennan Johnson's best position is off the right. Mm. And he's able to create as well as finish. And you've, we've seen him make those, make those decisions. We have to use his pace out there. He's definitely not a, a hold-up merchant. He's a, uh, you know, he, he, he's a chalk on your boots, in off the right-hand side, direct where he needs to be, but can find the byline as well. He's, he's not a number nine. And we've all watched his Lincoln season to see how dangerous he can be from out wide. So, no, no, I don't think he, he will play centre-forward in this system, though. Um, let's look ahead to uh, his Tuesday night, isn't it? Bristol City away. Bristol City, I was looking, Forest have actually got the fourth best away record in the league, which was surprising. But obviously, like we said, first home wins day. Bristol City have got uh, the third worst. They're above Forest in the home table. But Bristol City haven't won a home game yet. They've drawn four out of six. Are they Forest going to win this one, Greg? Or would you take a point now? That always worries me when they say like they haven't won one yet and they've drew four and you think, oh, so it's going to be us, isn't it? But our away form is absolutely superb. So we should be going down there thinking these are there for the taking and we should be trying to get the three points and I'm sure Cooper will. But if it wasn't to be for that game, because we're not going to win every single game from now until May, are we? I'm yeah. not going to be too <laughs> yeah, pessimistic. <laughs> I'm not going <laughs> to... I'm not going to be too disheartened. I'd love to see us get a draw. And if we get a win, then, wow, like, how high are we looking? Because, you know, we are on a superb run. 13 points out of 15 says it all. Do you think... Uh, I feel like this team's set up to win a lot of away games, actually, Temps, with the pace of Johnson, the full-backs, uh, the centre-backs bringing the ball out, the wing-backs getting really high up the pitch. If you are brave enough to take the game to the, the home side, do you think Forrest can win quite a lot of away games this season? Yeah, and also players to change it from the bench. So today we've brought on Mighton, Garner, Lolly, and there aren't yeah. too many championship sides that they wouldn't start in. So yeah, I think all those all those factors, the ability to change it if we need to, the ability to uh, chase it, be super positive if we if we go a goal down, but also to start of attacking intent. So I hope so, but I hope as well that pressure of of playing at home and the you know the monkey off the back now of having um, one at the city ground. Um, enables the, the home form to improve because you, you ain't going to finish top six by relying on being good on the road. Um, we remember those Billy Davis sides and the runs that he enjoyed at home. So, yeah, great. We're fantastic away, not broken. Let's translate that into home form as well and have a real good push now because it was only four weeks ago we were talking about what Forrest needed to do to avoid being bottom three. You can see already we're, we're getting excited. The players are getting excited. The place was excited today. And yeah, let's enjoy these next few weeks. Yeah, I remember Gary Burrell saying, you're not worried yet after about three games. <laughs> and you said, no, I'm not worried yet. And it got a lot worse from there. But no, it's changed now. Um, any or many changes on Tuesday, Greg? What would you do? Like no, Ted says, there's options there. Not, not if we're all fit. Um, I love the like the three centre backs and your wing backs. I didn't expect to see that from Forrest, and it just works. And we're dangerous down the wing. And I just think that bench we had today, like you say, Lolly Might and Garner. You know, the only defender on there was Bong. Maybe that's a concern, but it's exciting. It's frightening. Like we've got so many options there to attack them if needs be. So I, if we're all fit, I, I don't change anything for Tuesday. Mm. How does it feel? Just walking around the grounds, 
because like we were saying before, we've gone to games where everyone's miserable. People are literally arguing with each other in the stands. I mean, mm-hmm. temps, it must just be nice to actually want to go to a Forest game again. That hasn't always been the case, has it? No, it was loud today. And I think the Blackpool fans generated some of that at the start. Mm. And then, yeah, we just ground them into, into submission. But yeah, it didn't feel like a side that's under any kind of threat or looking over their shoulder so yeah the the, the feel good factor is is back for sure but yeah mate you know how short-lived these these things things can be the worms turn for us once this season we've got to maintain it now but yeah um it can it can be a fortress it is an atmospheric venue we do make a lot of noise we do back the boys when they're winning steve cooper was getting a few chances today yeah i, I really hope we can keep this going because it was an absolute pleasure to, to witness it today. Yeah, one thing I wanted to perhaps finish on was talking about the chances of Forest climbing the league rapidly because it is that division and it always has been. Do you feel, you can go first, Greg, do you feel Forest are going to climb the league rapidly? I know Gary always says take it one game at a time, so I wouldn't have asked this if he was on here. But you, you're optimistic. You're, you've cancelled your playoff hotel. Do you feel this is the start of something or am I getting a bit too excited there? If you can't have hope, then what's the point in following them? You know, it's like I said the other week, I was sick of walking out that ground and hearing the away fans celebrate. Now you're like you hanging on to walk out because you're thinking Cooper's going to do his fist bump. And he kept us waiting. He like he got it just right. And long may that continue. You know, it's the little things like that that get the fans excited and ready to go for the next game. So, yeah, why not? I just think get on a run, be that team for once, like, since I've followed Forest, we've never been that team that suddenly goes on the run and become unstoppable. So why not this year? Like, I really do mean that. I think that we've got such a good opportunity now. We've got to keep players fit. Graben has to be fit because of the lack of options behind him. And we just keep going and see what happens. What's your attitude, Tams? You're a realist and an analytical person, I imagine, compared to Greg, unless I'm doing you a disservice there. How are you feeling about it all? No, I think Greg's enthusiasm's infected me. Um, <laughs> I think next, next target, striking distance of the playoffs by Christmas. Um, there will be bumps in the road along the way. We will lose games. Um, but what a turnaround. The atmosphere within the squad, at the ground, he's done exactly what was needed. He's proved those that appointed him right. He's high energy. He's yeah, great with young players, clearly, with the success he had with the England age, age group sides. I think we've unearthed a bit of a bit of a gem. Wasn't sacked by his last club, which is rare when Forrest appoint a manager. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I think he'll manage in the Prem one day. Let's hope it's with, with Forrest. But yeah, first things first, striking distance of the playoffs by Christmas. And then we can get stuck into the running with a fit squad, hopefully, maintain that depth, have a good window and off we go. But um, yeah, look, let's have a little nod to Gary. First things first, win on Tuesday. Yes, absolutely. A nod to Gary. Good. A bit of podcast housekeeping to finish, if I can get this in my camera. We've got merch, proper merch like Garibaldi (laughs) Red Mugs. And we'll be giving some of those away. Hopefully some of them will be signed. So we'll let people know about that soon. Not signed by me. Uh, not signed by you, Greg, sorry, or Temps, but signed by people who've actually pulled on the shirt and been successful. So we'll give some of those away. And we're going to bring out a new set. Getting back there, Greg, aren't we? 
<laughs> so, you know, we don't want to said, sign your mugs. You said signed. I thought I'm going to get so much grief for that. So that's I'm why I'm trying to pair you I've really stuck the knife in, haven't I? Inversely, sorry. But you're great. Both you're both great guests. I stumble over my words after embarrassing myself. Uh, what was I saying? Oh yeah, we're going to launch a newsletter uh, soon, so you can read our thoughts uh, in your email for free, and we'll have more details on that. And then we'll be back on Tuesday night, I think, uh, probably not Wednesday morning, and we'll discuss the Bristol City game and hopefully another win. So we'll leave it there. Thanks very much for everyone who's watched on live and listens on iTunes or YouTube. As I always say, do give us a good review because it does help. And do subscribe because that helps even more so we can keep spreading the word of this fine podcast, or I think it's fine anyway. Right, Greg, thank you very much. No, cheers. And Temps, thank you very much. Thanks for having me, Matt. And we'll catch everyone soon. Thank you for listening to Garibaldi Red, a Nottingham Forest podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, then please let us know. We love hearing your feedback. We'll be back soon with another episode. Thanks for listening.